Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Time now for Soccer City. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for goal and he scores. Niall McCabe around the wall. Powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Eckage will strike and scores! An absolute top-bitch rocket for a beat Now, here are your hosts, Benton Newman. Zach Allen Kelly and Jason Entz. Welcome to Soccer City Radio. My name is Benton. I'm Zach. We got a lot of soccer to talk about today, Zach. No Jason this week. No Jason, though. Not to talk with us. He would. Uh, I think he'd have some some thoughts on last night's uh, racing match. I know we're not getting the spicy takes this week, Jason. God, <laughs> he's saving them for us. Uh, before we jump into things, one programming note that we have to share is that we will not be doing the show Thursday next week. We will be doing it on Wednesday, and we will be doing it live from the soccer ball. We're gonna be rubbing elbows with the elites. <laughs> I've never done it like a award show banquet sort of show before. Do we got to ask like what designers they're wearing and the questions like that? I am going to get the loudest blazer I can find. <laughs> so we're pretty excited about that. So again, make sure same time, but make sure you're tuned in on Wednesday for that one. So uh, let's start things off. We'll talk about a bit of Louisville City action. But before we get to the most recent match, some fun uh, rumors were floating about on the interwebs the other day about Mr. Josh Widener. Uh, allegedly, uh, the Philadelphia Union have expressed interest in him. I think rumor is pretty strong uh, <laughs> as far as that goes. I, I, of course they're interested in him. Everyone's interested in him. He's very good. Yeah, it's not shocking at all, but I think it's pretty cool in the level of attention that uh, that a player in um, on our team um, and from our city is is getting. You know, like I, I would, you know, I would. Venture to guess, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of teams interested in him. So uh, I, I would imagine at this point, like if they want him, they're going to have to outbid a bunch of European teams for him. Yeah, here's here's how I think about it, especially with like kind of the salary restrictions in the MLS. Like he's, I mean, everybody's in destinations they want to go to Europe. So if MLS wants to get in between that for for a young player like him, they got to really show them. Pay the, up. You got to show them the money, and they can only show them so much money until they have to be what is they call it a designated player, which teams only get three of. They're probably not going to use that on a young defender. You almost exclusively use that on 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 foreign attackers. But uh, well, just, and like if I'm Josh, like do I want to? I, I we don't we have no inside information of, of, of what teams are interested in Europe, but it's like would I rather live in in beautiful Spain or Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, all in all, probably highly unlikely, but again, just just hearing that connection I think is still very very cool thing. It's very cool that Philly's trying to like that cuz that I think that was posted on mls.com. It was like a pretty <laughs> 
inside inside job. It, it's it's interesting that they're trying to put feelers out there to to get like he he is enough on the radar that teams are trying to position themselves like that around him. I will say that it would be kind of cool to see him still get, continue to play and grow domestically it and. I think it would be. It's still me we'll see him play like live. That's I like the opportunity if of that. If he leaves here, I want it to be for a, a better league. Not a worse league. I'm, I'm not going to comment. This is a lot of <laughs> haters but uh, about the MLS, and, which I get. But, I mean, and, and the other thing is, of, of all the MLS teams, Philly's not a bad spot. Just saying. But anyway, probably not going to happen, but still cool to see that connection. And speaking of him, he's off right now. He's not with the he's not with the squad. He left after the loud match, and he's out with the uh, with the uh, national team, the U 19s competing. I think they got at least what two matches. I think they played one the other day. Is he captain again? I think last last trip he was the captain. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they if they said that or if they did. I missed that. But either way, collecting up those uh, those youth caps. Love to see it. Yep, bright things going for him. So let's talk about the most recent match: Louisville City versus Loudon United. DC's affiliate team, who I don't think they're they're slated to leave the USL like a lot of the other two teams are. Am I, I think right? They on that? have to. I think this is to? like the last year. Like it's not an option to stay after this year. Oh, I thought I, I didn't think all of them had exit plans think, after this year. I think uh, I think the MLS gave a couple of them like a grace year uh, that didn't want to leave this year. But I'm fairly certain everyone's gone next year. Oh, okay. Well, that was the last one with Loudon. And if not next year, the year after. Like, there is like a hard deadline where, where okay. none of them can. They, they, they can't stay indefinitely. Okay. Well, no. no t- I'm, not, I'm not crying over here. Yes. <laughs> not a bad thing. Uh, it was a nice 4-2 win. Um, I mean, a lot goals, of goals, a pretty, and goals. <laughs> pretty big roller coaster for a 4-2 for a win. Yeah, it yeah it was it, sort it of was a not smooth flow. sailing the entire time. It was kind of a, a strange flow and probably a little bit more comfortable than you would have expected a match against Loudon to be. Um, but we scored early. That was a lot of fun. In fact, I went I, I went up to get like um, like food and drinks, and I told my seatmates, "I'm like, I hope I don't want to, but I hope that I miss a goal when I'm off getting these." And that's exactly what happened. I was pretty pumped about that. Oh, I missed all the goals. <laughs> Every goal happens when I decide to go get a snack. We're even watching. There were six goals. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got on early and then got that uh, that, uh, second goal. But uh, then they claw. No, we got we got three and then they claw back to um, to get their two, which were kind of odd sequences. They had very limited opportunities, but they, I mean, they made the most out of those few opportunities that they did have. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like Kyle's probably. I mean. It, He's he's not super happy anytime another team scores, but especially after those two, because I, I do feel like both of those goals, he probably, I mean, we have high expectations for because he's played so good this season, but he probably saves those more often than not on both those shots. They were not spectacular chances uh, from Loudon. Yeah, I, I think the first one, the, the defense has to um, take a little bit of, of the oh, blame yeah. on that one particularly. Um, but, you know, again, like, it's good that you're limited that, that few opportunities, but it does stink that they were able to find the back of the net that frequently. Like, I would not have, if you, you asked me beforehand asking if Loudon's going to score twice on us, highly unlikely. I and would I put guess, that. I mean, props to the team, because you go up 3 nothing, and then a team comes back 3-2 like that, and that really can take, oh, yeah. like, deflate the stadium. And, mm-hmm. like, everyone, everyone is now <laughs> worried about... Are we going to be able to protect this win? Are we still going to win this game? And so it was good from Louisville City to not let that get in their heads and come back and play well and f- close out that game. Yeah, I think it was good. Uh, I don't want to even say like a 
game for like mental growth, but just kind of to make sure that mental um, perseverance is still there, especially heading into into the playoffs. You know, not an ideal situation. I think, you know, Coach Cruz, I think, was unhappy at the match on a number of fronts. I mean, obviously, letting two goals in is disappointing. I think he even mentioned uh, not being too thrilled with the finishing, kind of wanted more goals, which is... I, We're I so love, greedy here. I, I was about to say, I love the greediness. You know, we scored four, but <laughs> expected that we probably should have had more. Um, one thing I do want to call it in this match is how excellent Manny Perez was. Definitely man of the match for me. Oh, he, he was, was incredible. all over that wing. I think he only technically got cre- uh, like one, one assist on that match, but he was involved heavily in all four goals. And... You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't even think he technically. Got, it wasn't. Even, it was the first goal he got the assist for. Yeah, he got assist on that first goal. The the wonderful, beautiful cross he made to Ombi for that fourth goal. He didn't get the assist for that because Ombi technically scored on that rebound. He, he pinballed it. In. Shot. Yeah, and so he, he didn't get credit because of that. But he was involved in all of that. So if anybody's watching that match, like you had to see how excellent he he was. I mean, he's always been been pretty solid for us this season he's had a lot of great flashing moments but I think this is probably I'd call his most complete performance I think he played the ball to Ombi that resulted in the the penalty kick that was another good pass from him like it all every the whole offense was down that right wing all night yep yep and here's a here's a fact that a fun fact that came up after this match um we have four players that are at their career high goal scoring wise Wilson Harris 12 Matiti 10, Ombi, 9, Tosh, 9. <laughs> it's awesome. I, 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 you know, I, the craziest thing about that is one of those is a defender. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. I love that so much. I hope he gets, I hope Tosh gets the 10. I, I was gonna, which, yeah, I should have looked it up before we got on the radio, but I, I can't imagine we've had four players hit double digit goals in a season before, right? That's, that's gotta be, a lot of teams don't even score 40 goals. For yep. the whole team, <laughs> yeah, that would be an interesting so, one to learn. We're we're two goals away from having four double digit scorers. That'd be amazing. Yeah, and like I, as cool it is to have one player scoring a bunch of goals, I think it's even better when your goals can come from a variety of sources. It just makes you that much more dangerous, you know. Well, and double digits is no. I mean, no one has pulled out super far ahead, but yep. all of those are respectable. I mean, lots of lots of teams struggle to have a player with double digit goals. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, kind of as a weird segue to that, our next opponent, Memphis, they have one of those players that's kind of like one of their premier um, scorers. Philip Goodrum, he has 17 goals on the season. I think the next closest, they have like nine. I mean, they put in a good number of goals themselves. So a little under two Toshes. Yeah. (laughs) So they have one guy you got to really keep an eye on, but some other guys that can be pretty dangerous, too. Um, It's a a big one we have tomorrow, a real big one. (laughs) Number one versus number two again in the East. We've had that a couple times this season, that that same matchup, that storyline heading into it. And, I mean, when you look at the table and whatnot, a win here could go a real long way as far as locking up the uh, first in the East, which would get us that first round by in the playoffs. Well, and that's a... Not necessarily, like, must win, must win, but... Must get points because if yep. if Memphis gets three points out of that game, that is a huge, huge, huge. Uh, it gets them back in the first place race instantly. Yep. That, that's a that's a big problem if Memphis gets yep. points there. There's there's an opportunity for a swing there, but I think the I think the they can the really de- move towards closing it out with a win there. Yeah, whereas whereas losing to Memphis lets them right back in. Ultimately, I think things are in our favor, despite how good memphis is like if you look statistically at memphis they're neck and neck with us and 
very, very, very few teams can boast the kind of numbers that we put up, but they can't. But, I mean, we've beat them before. Now they're going to be coming to our house with they the pressure on them. Yeah, big field now. big field. They don't get that tiny baseball field like they have at their home stadium exactly. anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So They're going to have to run now. You know, I, 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 feel, I feel good. Like, I mean, it's going to be a real tough matchup, but it's not like, um, it's, I don't want to say it's ours to lose. What's, what's the word, words I'm looking for here? Destiny is in our hands. Optimistic? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. It is, it is Louisville's game to lose. They they are in control of first in the east right now and we control our It's fate. all on them whether whether or not they hold on to that. Exactly, exactly. Now as far as for the first overall in, in the league, that's that's starting to look like a tall order. That is simply. not in their hands. Yeah, simply That is be- in San Antonio's hands. Yeah, simply cuz San Antonio is they didn't drop the points I wanted them to on Tuesday against uh, Colorado Springs. And I think they got like four more matches. All big matches for them. They're playing the likes of Pittsburgh and Birmingham. Um, so we could have some Eastern teams help us out. But uh, that Birmingham. Was, Birmingham's playing real good lately. Yeah. That is that is not that's not a gimme for San oh, Antonio. Oh, no, 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 no. None of them are. In fact, I think that San Antonio has the, has the harder schedule. Let me pull that up here so we can see exactly what that yeah, is. It's not over, It's but ball is in San Antonio's court right now. They play Sacramento. They play Pittsburgh. They play Birmingham. They play Orange County. Orange County, that's fine, whatever. Sacramento could be tough. Pittsburgh and Birmingham, I mean, two of the better teams in the East. Yeah. I mean, Birmingham, some favors, maybe. Guys. I, other, obviously, other than Louisville City, always best team in the East. But maybe, maybe the best month. The best team in the past month in the East is Birmingham. They mm. have they have played very well lately, and San Antonio is traveling for both of those matches too. You never know. I, again, we don't control our fate there. We just got to control what we can control. That's beating Memphis, and that's getting at the rest of the teams. All you on can our do schedule. is win the games you play. Exactly, exactly. In Memphis, it's going to be a real big one. It's a Friday night match, so that's kind of fun and exciting. And it's a home match. So if you don't have your tickets yet, that's a big one. I wouldn't want to miss that. Big matchup. It'd be a nice fall atmosphere in the air, too. That game on ESPN? I don't think so. Yeah. I should be. (laughs) (laughs) You get us all hyped up for nothing? (laughs) No. It'll be on on ESPN Plus and our other... They're all on ESPN Plus. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's the ESPN Plus game. ESPN (laughs) Plus. But it's a home match, so... Big game. If you don't have any other plans on Friday night, you should probably go check that out. Weather's beautiful right now. I was gonna say it's it's like beautiful fall it's weather. It's finally chilling fall. out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's officially fall, and the it's weather's been, cooperating with that too. It's, it, 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 they've been <laughs> the weather's been fighting us, but it's finally given in <laughs> to fall a little bit this week. And break out this uh, this sweatshirt. So it'll be a, it'll be a really good one, really important one. But again, at the same time, I, I I'm I'm optimistic. The team is the team is in great form. It's a home match. Let's let's get the job done. Cheer our boys on to victory. Victory, which they will get. The luck up that one in the East seed. We'll get a couple San Antonio losses. Get that first Community Shield. It's gonna be a good end of the season. Yeah, I'm I'm watching that San Antonio one. We do, we have not yet won first overall in the league, and I want that so badly. We're so close. We're so close. I want that. I want that. Well, and is there hardware involved with that? Like, is there like a physical trophy for that? I don't know because we we haven't won it, so I can't check the trophy case. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I keep calling it the shield, but I don't know. I don't know if officially that's what it's called in the USL. <laughs> I actually don't know the official official title on that one. I don't if, if they have one. But to be honest, and I think I, I for me that's it, well, I think the east and having an east and a west sort of takes away from that a little bit. 
because it, it is not like a Premier League situation where everyone plays everyone else. Like you don't have balanced schedules, so I, the, that that sort of makes the playoffs matter more than yeah. than I think oh. they normally would. The playoffs, um, the playoffs definitely still, matter more. It's still still big though. Playoffs like, still matter more, but it's 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 a big accolade to have, and and one for, I want I want us for sure to get. And um, I think we were talking about this a, a few episodes ago, but like, can you even name the last several le- um, league winners? I can't, but you could probably name the ones who won the playoffs, who won it all, who won that, who lifted the hardware at the uh, end, the end of the playoffs. I can name all the ones that beat out Louisville City when they were down to the, <laughs> the end of the season. <laughs> so, point is, we'll, we're, we're going to go for the more important hardware, but it'd be nice to get the other one along the way. You know, you always want the first. Yeah, I want that. I want that league shield, and I want that open cup win. <sighs> yeah, that's oh. the two. It's the two we haven't got. The open cup. My gosh, that would be electric. Oh, that would be so good. <sighs> So it's next year. I Magic get, of the Cups back. I didn't think it was going to come back after it stopped the pandemic and then a year after that. Yeah, it's it's a little sad that it no longer has the longest running soccer tournament. Yeah. yeah it's <sighs> like, like designation. It, it was very cool to have that. We, we had always say before, like, well, they stopped all the other ones in Europe during World War II. So technically, the Open Cup <laughs> is the longest running <laughs> Uh, soccer tournament, but Technical now we don't no have that more. anymore. Technical no more. Well, maybe one year we'll bring that um, bring that one home. So, all right, Zach. Well, tell you what, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna cut to a commercial break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk with Louisville City midfielder Corbin Bone. Corbin, very excited to chat with him. So make sure you guys stay tuned here to ESPN 680 105.7. We'll be right back. Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code ORDERNOW for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax, your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're locked on Soccer City, powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers, right here on ESPN Louisville. Welcome back to Soccer City on ESPN 680-1057. I'm Zach. And I'm Benton. And Benton, we are joined by by a legend in the Louisville City midfield this week. We have Corbin Bone with us. Corbin, how's it going? Hey, how are y'all? We're doing great. Thank you so much for joining us, Corbin. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. So, got to ask, how's the atmosphere in the locker room heading into this big matchup tomorrow? Yeah, we're buzzing. Um, I mean, you know, these are the games you want to play in. Uh, it's in our hands. And, uh, yeah, I think the mood is really ready. I think we, we can expect a huge crowd and a great atmosphere. So, anytime, you know, you can expect that, your anticipation is huge and you just want to get out there and play. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one for sure. We hear We hear a lot about 
how you know teams don't like to look at the table, like to just focus on the game ahead. But I feel like when we get down to the end of the season, like it is now, where there's only a couple matches left, all of them matter. I, I mean, are you guys following up with <laughs> with how big the games are ahead of time? Yeah, I think like you said, I think once it kind of gets down towards the end and you can kind of start to see spots settle in, um, you definitely um, are a little bit more aware. And uh, you know, I think there's a lot of implications for this game. Um, I think it's two good teams. Uh, you know, happens to be uh, first and second in the division, and uh, you know, of course, uh, home field advantage going into the playoffs and beyond is, is huge. So, especially at our stadium, we want to uh, play in front of our fans and uh, give back to them what they've given us this, this whole season, and that's more games at home. And uh, so, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, you try not to concentrate too much on it. I mean, it is just another game. Uh, but it is one that has implications that mean things for the future. So, um, yeah, we're really excited, and you know, it'll be it'll be a game that you don't think too much about the table. But as as you get on the field, uh, you know, all that goes away, and you just start competing and, and compete to win and, and, and three points for sure. Now, in, in media yesterday, it kind of came up that during the last encounter, in Memphis, they were a little bit uh, mouthy on the pitch, apparently. Um, do you, I mean, are you, are you talker? Are you, you giving it back to them or do you kind of let your play do all the speaking for you? Uh, I've been on the field. Um, I, I do enjoy those back and forth. Um, and, uh, you know, it's part of the game. That's, it, it's fun. And, and it kind of gets you, it gets you going a little bit. So I do remember, you know, a lot of chirping last game and, uh, you know, that's just from both, both teams wanting to win and both teams being in good spots, hoping to do things this season. And so, um, I'm sure it'll be, uh, in full go again on Friday and, uh, I'm excited for it. Hopefully, you know, obviously we're on the winning end, so I'll have a little bit of edge to my talk, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I enjoy those little, those little, uh, conversations and back and forth on the field. It's, it's one of the reasons that I love playing those, those kind of games the conversations I'll like, hey, put that <laughs> uh, what, one of the one of the things that I remember came up a lot when we went and played in Memphis was they they play in, on one of the smaller pitches in the league it, it's a baseball field like we used to have it at Slugger and yeah. we play at home one of the larger pitches uh, how how big of a difference do you think that's going to make on the way the game plays out here versus in Memphis yeah I think I mean, obviously, it's our home field, so we're a little bit more used to it. And, and uh, you know, on their field, they're used to it, and they have a certain way they like to play at home as well. Um, so I think, obviously, I prefer our pitch and our size and the way it plays. And, uh, you know, the style that we can kind of implement on our field, I think, favors us uh, against other teams, especially teams who maybe play on smaller fields and, and aren't used to the type of distance uh, between players. Um on our field when you try to press press or you can try to close people down there's just a lot more space uh to play in and uh you know so i think you know we enjoy you know kind of having a possession style and controlling the game and, and trying to open the opponent up and uh we weren't really able to do that in memphis but you know especially on our home field with the size and the type of surface we have uh we're hoping and if we execute we should be able to uh to play a little bit more football and, and enjoy the game yeah, it's a real test of your conditioning playing on a huge field like we have. 
Yeah, for sure. And that's what, that's also another piece, right? I mean, it, it, you want to be fit enough to where as the game you know progresses into the later minutes and into like maybe the 70th minute and beyond, you're, you're more fit and you can cover more ground and uh, still be moving at that time in the game. And uh, hopefully you're up a goal or two, but at that point, if you're chasing one, then maybe you have a little bit of an advantage to the five. Now, um, Corbin, it's my understanding that you um – you're still living up in Cincinnati, um, I guess, after following your, your FC Cincinnati days. So first off, is that true? And then if so, like, are you making that commute daily? Or like, what's, what's the like setup there? Yeah, I, I, still, uh, I still live up in Cincy. Um, you know, when I played here, I, uh, or when I played in Cincy, I uh, ended up finding, uh, you know, my wife and family. And, uh, and so, and my wife's got a great job up there and her family's up there. So, um, we kind of put down roots there and got a house and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to uproot the whole family with the schools and, and Annie's job and whatnot. She got a great clientele. And uh, so, yeah, I thought that I could make the drive. And, and uh, that was the first year kind of the plan. And then here we are three years later, and I'm still doing it. And, uh, yeah, I put a lot of miles on my uh, on my car here. But uh, it's fun. You know, I've, I've talked about it a little bit before about how, you know, maybe if I didn't enjoy it as much, uh, it would be it would feel a lot longer. Yeah. Um, but you know, I love going into work every day and and uh, and being there. And, and as soon as I you know go into the training facility, and you know the, the facilities you have there are unbelievable. And you know, I, I forget about the drive and I enjoy my time there. And then I get in the car and I go back home to uh, to my lovely family. So you know, time in the car, it is what it is. And, you know, I do audio books and, and, and podcasts and things like that. So it goes by fairly fast, but in the end, it's, it's totally been worth it. And, uh, in both instances, you know, traveling and, and enjoying the time down in Louisville, but then, uh, having our home in Cincy, uh, I do, I do love as well. I was going to ask what your go-to was to fill the time. So it sounds like you're more of a, the audio podcast person. You got any good podcast recommendations? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I love, uh, let's see, Armchair Expert's great. Uh, I love that one. Rich Roll Podcast is really good. Um, let's see, what? there's a few more here, like small. I listen to The Daily, you know, in the morning and up first, that kind of stuff. It's usually pretty early when I get in on my way down. So I'll get some coffee and uh, the podcast and audio book and uh, it flies by. It flies by. There you go. I'm a I'm a Cincinnati guy myself, so I, I get your your okay. attachment to that area. So like, we're we're trying to judge. That. I was just curious. Like, were you doing that every day, or like it's a long? Drive. It's not a it's not the it's not my yeah. favorite drive either. That that route, but uh, it's doable. So well, good for you. I'm glad that we uh, I'm glad that we're we're fun enough that you want to keep coming down here and, and hanging <laughs> with us. Um, I did. You brought her up. I wanted to ask about your um, your wife Annie. It's my understanding she's a pretty uh, prominent tattoo artist uh, um, up in the in the Cincinnati area, and I know you've got a few tattoos yourself. I imagine she's done at least one of your pieces, right? Uh, yeah, she's done several. Um, I uh, I started out when I got to Cincy. Uh, I met her through a tattoo artist. Um, Rarely when she was just apprenticing, so I've kind of been with her as she started to learn, and, and uh, obviously she's become incredible and uh, has a huge following in Cincinnati and uh, and elsewhere. Really, um, people come from from Louisville, they come from Indy, they come from a lot of places to, to get tattooed by her. So um, yeah, she's really you know it's incredible to, to watch her kind of become the tattooer she she is now, and uh, I do have a ton ton of pieces from her, and, and I'll continue to get more and more. So. 
I, uh, I hit the jackpot, really. I love tattoos, and uh, she just has turned into this ridiculously good artist, and uh, I definitely take advantage of that. So um, I have way more now than before I met her, that's for sure. And, uh, I, I, uh, I have to, to, to pay her rate, which is nice. <laughs> I, um, I follow her on Instagram, and I've seen the work that she's done. It's, it's really awesome. I don't have any tattoos myself, but if I, if I were to get one, she'd be, probably be at the top of the list I'd, um, of people I'd look into to get one. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, she's great. She's great. So, uh, I was looking back at, at your your career. You've 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 been around the leagues uh, and played in a couple different places, and you've played you know MLS here in the USL. I was kind of curious from your perspective, having put like a decent amount of time into both leagues. What what would how would you describe the difference on the field between like the MLS and the USL? Um. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to, to uh, you, know, you get this question a lot. It's, it, there's, there's a certain type of because the speed of play sometimes uh, is similar, and the physicality is is you know there's there's big guys everywhere and there's fast guys everywhere. Um, I would say really, what it's come down to is kind of the technique and the quality in, in certain moments. Um, you know, the quality in the final third, whether it's a final pass or a strike on goal. Um, that kind of thing, and and, uh, and that comes down maybe to the to the player or um, you know to the players around him as well. Um, but to be honest, as as the leagues have grown, and obviously it's been a while since I've been in the MLS, um, but but moving up with Cincy that one year, uh, that was kind of on my mind as well. You know, moving from the USL, having you know success in the USL, and wanting to have it in the MLS. Um, that was one thing that I was excited to test. Was like, okay, well, what's the level like here? And and really, I mean, I don't think it's not a huge difference. But I think the one thing that I that I most um, that I recognize most is is just the little the little quality inside small spaces and critical moments in the game. Um, you know, whether it's a shot across, being a player one v one. I think in those areas, I think the game is just a bit heightened and. Uh, Saying that though, in the USL, you you have players that have moved up and and have those kind of qualities uh, scattered through the USL and, and 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 gaining, you know, more players every year. You know, you can see that the quality growing, and uh, I think it's just a matter of time where, um, you know, it's it's, it's uh, you know the MLS is going to grow as well, but the USL will be um, always in a good spot and growing just as quick or quicker, to be honest. Yeah, it's and, sort of uh, it's it's really fun to see. It's sort of from the outside that that's sort of the vibe I get too, especially mm-hmm. just watching how the league has grown from when Louisville joined in 2015 to now. It feels like the USL has really taken a lot of steps forward as far as the the standard of play in the league goes, and oh, yeah. it, that gap does appear to narrow. And especially you look at the Open Cup this year. I mean, it, it looked like a lot of USL teams were able to to play very well <laughs> in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, Nashville. I, mean, I agree, Nashville. yeah. I, I mean, you've seen it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Sac Republic this year, you know, when I was with Cincy, we made a pretty good run of those games. And, uh, yeah, it's fun to play. It's fun to put yourself in those positions and challenge yourself and see what you can do against, you know, the, the quote-unquote top tier um, in, in the U.S. And, and, it, and it is for a reason. Like I said, I think the quality – um, you know, throughout the roster, there's certain players that have come from overseas. You know, that, that are you know, DPs and all these guys that have 
um, you know, world-class skill um, that they've been developing throughout their life. And I, I think now we're starting to see, especially maybe in the USL with young players, that they're developing that skill as a young player as well. And as the game grows throughout the U.S., uh, throughout the US you'll see players like that in the USL moving into the MLS. And, and obviously now we've seen players move from the USL to Europe that have those sort of qualities. So, um, yeah, it's great to see. I think overall, in general, soccer in America is just, it's really fun to watch right now and fun to uh, keep track of. Yeah, the sport certainly has grown by, by leaps and bounds, and we love to see it. Um, so, Corbin, I want to thank you very much for joining us today, calling in. Uh, we appreciate all the work that you're putting in the midfield. I feel like that's an area of the pitch that sometimes you guys are the unsung heroes there. So we appreciate that here on Soccer City Radio, and we want to wish you the best of luck tomorrow against Memphis. Have all the confidence in the world. You guys are going to see it through. I really appreciate it. Good talking with you guys. I, th- I thank you. All right. You have a great day. Again, ladies and Bye. gentlemen, that was Corbin Bone, Louisville City midfielder. He's so good. I'm so happy that we have him. Yeah. Talk about conditioning playing on the midfield. The big field. He's he's like box-to-box midfielder. That's <laughs> a huge difference for him, mm-hmm. the big field versus the little field. you got to be in great shape for that position. Yep, yep. And you have to... I, 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 I feel like you, it requires a lot of like game intellect for any of the positions on the pitch, but I feel like midfield, you just kind of have to know it all. You, you gotta know? be everywhere. You, yeah, you got. Yeah, you gotta know. Your team's on defense. You're back on defense. Your team's in the attack. You're supporting the attack. If, you're you're on the wing that the ball is on. Like you gotta switch sides of the field when the ball switches side of the field. It's just it's a lot yeah, of running. Exactly. If you're a striker, like if your defense isn't up the par, you know what? That's okay. If you're a defender and you're not really the best shooter or, or, or good at getting into those shooting positions, you know that's that's fine that's understandable but midfield you gotta be able to do it all <laughs> and, and the running too so i i have a lot of respect for guys like him tyler gibson paulo de piccolo they're putting in the hard work we got to get them to win a player of the match poll one of these years one of these days it's the unsung hero you never it's, get uh, enough yeah. respect in the midfield We're, uh, yeah i gotta start a campaign to get like one of one of those three guys to to win it you know and not because they score bundled yeah, goals it's not always I feel like about the, the midfielders goals, only get a look on those polls when it's one of those games where they 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 get a ball at the top of the box and score a goal but that that doesn't necessarily reflect how much they contributed in the game oh if you're listening to this and you see one of these guys on the poll, really, before you click on that goal score, think real long and hard about all of the little things that guys like Corbin have done and give that man a vote. I'm his new campaign manager, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Corbin Gibson, man of the match. <laughs> 2022. I'm leading the campaign. I'm part of the fan club. Well, tell you what, Zach. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and cut to a commercial break. When we come back, we got a lot of racing Louisville to break down. We got, got a win, full, go full spectrum of emotions to cover, cover in the next break. Yeah, a lot to go over. So stay tuned here to ESPN 680-1057. We'll be right back. Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference.
You're locked on Soccer City, powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers, right here on ESPN Louisville. Welcome back to Soccer City Radio. I'm Benton. I'm Zach. Zach, Racing Louisville. Oh, you know what? Before we get into this match, we got some announcements. Yeah, we got some announcements. I almost jumped the gun. I was eager to talk about it. So excited to talk about the win. I was very eager to talk about it. Miss, the, the, the great Lance McGarvey is going to be stepping back from his PA duties for Racing Louisville next season, and that means they're looking for a new PA announcer. They're taking applications now, but they're due tomorrow. So if you have get not, your demo put together tonight. Yeah, if you have not put that together, get that at racingloufc.com slash PA-announcer. Be the next voice of Racing Record Louisville. Record your silkiest, smoothest, biggest voice. Did you get your demo in? Oh, no. Not these pipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. I can't. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Lance does a great job. But you know, he's got bandwidth limits. He does Little City. He does uh, you'll basketball now. He, oh yeah, and he also has a full time job and a family. So Lance, you got to get back on the show sometime. Come visit us. We <laughs> a miss man you. can only have so many side projects. Yeah. <laughs> um, in other news, we just found out that Ella Sanchez was called up to the U17 uh, World Cup um, team for the for the US. And according to Jonathan Lintner. We think maybe the first player from Kentucky to to be called in for the national team. That's awesome accolades. I mean, she's just I mean, she's just been racking up awards. But you know what really grinds my gears? It would be real nice if she could play for racing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Olivia Moultrie, the seventeen year old in Portland, could sue her way in the league. It'd be real nice if since several teams have academies now, the league had, I don't know, some sort of rule that dealt with academies and how to get players to your first team from the academy. Why is there an age restriction in the first place? If you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. Let them play. <laughs> Obviously there's not because someone her age is playing in the league right now. <laughs> It's it, it's just it's just re, it's scored a goal ridiculous. Last night. <laughs> it's it's outrageous. It's an archaic rule, and it blows my mind. They don't have something there. Lower the age room. The home girl rule would be ideal. Do some, don't put her through the draft. Address it somehow. They got to do something about it. It's so absurd. at this point, you're you're the league by not addressing it is actively hurting the ability of teams to have academies. It's hurting the growth of the sport. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> If, if you know if if Eldon Batchman's here, like what's the stopper to go play in Europe? You know, oh, I guess the passport thing. Uh, yeah, but that would get okay. Uh, another year will stop her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, rant over. But props to Ella; she's doing great things, and hopefully one day she'll you be, be eighteen wearing, play in Mexico. What you gotta be eighteen play in Mexico? I don't know. You could go play for League MX. <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's why it's important. Is is it's exactly. an international game. Other leagues are going to snatch these players up if you don't have a system. Exactly. We don't have a monopoly. So, rant over. Let's talk about a win. Woo! First time since May, Bitten. Yikes. We've been waiting. So yeah. many draws. So yeah. many draws. And some losses sprinkled so in there. Many losses. But yes, oh, finally. It feels good to get a win. And at home, too. Racing beat the Orlando Pride 2 to 0. It was a satisfying win. Orlando, who's a bit of a mess right now, so... <laughs> Apparently, it is the second season in a row we have knocked them out of playoff contention. I wasn't following on that storyline, so after the match, they all huddled together like for a little while like out in the field afterwards. I'm like, man, that really got to them. And somebody told me, like, yeah, they got knocked out of the playoffs. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yikes. <laughs> what, a, what a run Orlando has been on since they joined the league. They just cannot get like a foothold started. Yeah. 
And they can't get jerseys that you can read the names and numbers on. Oh, boy. Yeah, white on <laughs> silver on white is not the most legible. And then, you know what, you know what grinds my gears the most about it, Bitten? What? It's actually a really well-designed jersey. Uh-huh. If you could actually see it, if it were colors that you could see the design, yep. it is a great jersey. And I feel like it's another I case like the idea. where the dumb league's dumb rules about having to have all white away jerseys really hurt that design. Because I, I guarantee if it were up to whoever was designing that jersey, it would not be silver on white. It would be a more legible color scheme. But yep. you're literally not allowed to do that in the league. So for those unfamiliar, their, their kit is supposed to like, kind of like represent like the surface of the moon, kind of, you know, Florida. Yeah, it's a good design. Space Center, you know, all that stuff. So um, I, you know, I, I like it in principle. It's a big just, moon on the front. Yeah, it's just... it. It's supposed to look like the surface of the moon, but again, from a distance, it's just a white kit. Yeah, just looks white. Anyway, I I do not envy the announcers <laughs> in a, in any game they play away. Yeah, it's it's not. It's it not is it is only slightly better than <laughs> than that San Antonio black on black kit. <laughs> yeah, but we did the league a favor and we knocked them out of the playoffs. So that's that many less matches that they'll be participating in. Uh, racing scored in both halves. We scored ten minutes in the match. That was exciting. Usually we're Finally, some some life at the start of a game. Yeah, and that's good. Well, actually, it was almost really bad because I think within the first ten, they weathered the storm. <laughs> they almost we almost got scored on twice. And to be honest, it could have been a totally different game if they got one of those in. Like I think it was two or three minutes in that one shot that hit off the crossbar. Because it's one of those Man. shot hits the crossbar and like bounces over the goal. You're like, eh. I mean, that was kind of close, but shot hits the crossbar and bounces down into the ground. That's really close. Yeah, you. Just barely avoided one in that you're situation. Talking, you're talking millimeters difference, and it's a different outcome there. And then they had another uh, another real close shot uh, shortly after. I feel like they I, they missed a slow roller, like wide open, like right from the penalty spot, and just totally missed it. So could have been very different. So it wasn't all like smooth sailings, but they got the job done. They got that first goal. They got one in the second well, half as well. After that early spurt from Orlando, I mean, Louisville looked better for the rest of that game. It, it was yeah. not... It, they, Orlando did not keep up that right. for the whole the whole game. But a goal there could have transformed things. Oh, yeah. We could have looked totally different. We might not have re- rebounded and recovered. That's the thing that scared me the most about it. And it was unfortunately very on brand if we got scored on the first like le- sub five minutes. And I'm glad that didn't happen. They got the job done. Boy, did they need that win. Yep. They need that. They need that confidence. Coming off of those two losses that we could just keep harping back on, those, oh, those soul-crushing losses. Oof. Those were not good. So a rebound like that showed signs of life. We saw a lot of good play from the players like um, Wong Shuang. She was she was great out there. She was a bully out there. Yeah, I mean she she looks incredibly good in any game where she gets a little bit of space. I yeah. mean, you saw in in the women's cup when she had some space to work with how great she mm-hmm. looked, and and in that Orlando game, I, I think I especially look forward to next season as as she really adapts to the league I mean, she's not been in the league very long but you can definitely see how good she's going to be consistently i think once once she she fully adjusts to the style of play here exactly there's definitely an, an adaptation um, period anytime you go anywhere in fact you know what to circle back to corbin bone i remember when he started with this in 2020 his first few matches were just like ah, so so but then after he got a few matches under his belt he my he was flying and hasn't stopped since yeah, you wear so many hats as a midfielder you got to play with the other players so much it just you you have to get 
time in the yeah. midfield for it to start to There's got to be gel. some of the language barrier there with some of the other players and the whole yeah. chemistry thing. It's all going to come together, so I think we're only going to see better from her, but that yeah. was a great This early, match. seeing what we've seen from her, I think you can expect it's yeah. only going to get better moving yeah. forward. Very very optimistic, and I mean, all around the all around the board, I thought we, we had very solid play, and again, like it was just a huge yeah. sigh of relief. Got to start from Ekic. I thought she looked great yeah. the whole game. Did not... Not get a goal, but was definitely instrumental in the attack for for the whole time she was in in that Orlando game. Yeah, that's kind of matchy. You're kind of making your case a little bit like, hey, I need to be in the mix a little bit more often. And I know we... I think both matches. I mean, the Portland game was not good overall, but definitely like what attack they did get in that game it was coming on her side of the field you exactly. can see the effect of having her in there yep yep so i know we're we're big fans of her here on this show and and we've we've talked about how she probably has deserved a little bit more time when when looking at the numbers so Feel validated by that after the little game <laughs> oh man so um now i guess we got to talk about the the match was last night it was a late night in portland we had, to, was a t- we had to stay up in the match and start till 10. I'm old. I had to drink an energy. I had the time and energy drink drinking. So it'd keep me up awake for that, but not like too long uh, afterwards. See, I have now gotten old enough, though, where I'm on the other side of that, where now that I have a kid, those 10 o'clock game, away games are great because they're they're far enough after little kid bedtime that, that it's all Zach time. You enjoy <laughs> the game. It's, it's, all, it's all Zach time. It's those 7 o'clock ones where I got I to gotta put the baby to bed midway through the game. Oh. Yeah, well, it was it was rough for me, and it was a rough match to start to finish. I will say, the first half, I mean, as much of a storm as it was, th- they're back against the wall. They didn't let a goal in, and that was pretty impressive, all things considered. It, it kind of felt like they were maybe gonna do what they did against Orlando, is because they they weathered that early storm of the flurry of Portland <laughs> chances, yeah. and you know, none of them had gone in. And and you know Louisville was getting some free kicks, had some chances, had that uh, beautiful Ekic oh, free kick off the crossbar. So close. Where it's like if that shot goes in, that that starts to feel a lot more like the Orlando game. Yeah. Like they they weathered the storm, and now now they're shifting onto the front that, foot. That but then the goal just never came. Yeah, but for, I mean to, to get to put it in perspective. Lund had six saves in that in that first half, Oof. and that's excluding Gemma Bonner's uh, header to keep the ball out when uh, when when Lund was elsewhere. I guess and stopping Na- her shot before and Nadia too. and Nadia header to keep the ball out. Yeah. Speaking of Nadia, twenty some odd minutes in, she she goes down on a run for a ball, and she instantly waved over for the trainers. And when your player, who's literally a doctor, is in tears and waving over the. Uh, the trainers. She she looked pretty distraught yeah. coming off that field. That that did not look good. Yeah, uh, we don't have. We any, have no news. Yeah, we have no updates on her. But again, she's a she's a veteran player. She knows her body. She's a literal doctor. I mean, I have to venture. I guess her her season her season over has sure. to be done it, for sure. I'm just afraid of like is it going to is it going to be a longer lasting injury? And especially at, at her age, like you just you, you don't want to see that. So. I'm I'm hoping it's ever exaggerated. Positive vibes. Yeah. We're sending we're sending positive vibes yes. toward Nadia. <laughs> send them send them uh, Nadia's way because she needs them. So she got she had to get uh, get pulled out of that one. Not good. No, not, not good. good. And uh, things didn't get a lot better after that because after that first half, um, that damn it broke. <laughs> yep. Portland finally got Boy, the goals that they're due. Yeah, I mean I think by the halftime they were already had an xG of about three, which. Makes sense. Like they probably <laughs> should have scored a couple of times in that first half. If we're going to be completely fair, and um, 
Yeah, they start. I mean, it was also all, prophetic, like 10 prophetic from the announcer because I feel like right at the start of that half. When the announcers was like, if it feels like if Portland, Portland could just get one, the then when it rains it pours, then they'll more to follow, and, and, and they that did was that. exactly how it played out. <laughs> yep, they scored at forty-seven, they scored at forty-eight, and they scored at fifty-six. It just nonstop. Uh, you know, the first one particularly just was painful to watch. It was Gemma looked like she missed the the header, and it just kind of fell right to the feet of a charging attacker who got the one-on-one shot. Like a very, unlucky sequence of events right, right there because I, I think she got a little bit of a head on it it just yeah. went directly to Sophia Smith's feet <laughs> I mean whether she she did or didn't the optics of it it, yeah. it looked bad it looked not good and it obviously things didn't get better from there the wheels really came off um there's a substitution i think ekic came off for for lester that was after the our, second goal our patented we're down third. multiple goals so we should take off an attacker and put on a defender substitution we've been making the last few weeks <sighs> I mean, I get why he went with the lineup he did to start because the first half, it well, I don't want to say it was fine, but it survived. It was kind of working, like as much as like we weren't losing at least. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I I know more on there. Like, should we have parked the bus from the outset? Like, that's a lot of hindsight bias for me to to think something like that. But you're right. Like, that was kind of like almost a concession. Like, well, we're not going to win, or we're not going to come back. Like putting it, t- taking off the attack. Oh, for the it's defender. also just like the third third out of four games where we've done that exact substitution. And I would say it was going to stop the bleed, but every time it's happened, they still scored more. Yeah. It was the, that that five no loss. Like it was after a third goal, they they took Chidiak off, put a defender on, then they go and score two more. They scored one more after we did the sub there. So. I don't know. Like I hate to break it to you, but I have to score if we're going to get back yeah. in this game. So another another away match. For I do feel like on Sunday compared to those two those two other losses before the Orlando game, I I do not feel as distraught over this oh, one. Yeah, I mean it's like the best team in the league. So what, best team in the league on the road. Like this, uh, yeah, this one doesn't move the needles much. But we have an opportunity to redeem ourselves in L.A. on Sunday. So let's see what we can do there. I want to, I want to, I want to spoil LA's party. This is like a potentially knock LA out of the playoffs sort of game. Ooh, let's do it. Yeah, I like it. Thank you guys for tuning in here to Soccer City Radio six eighty one hundred five seven. Remember, soccer ball next week on Wednesday. We'll be.